got the show. The show, the show. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know what it is. It's Memorial Day weekend. Let me turn this down a little bit. Let me turn this down a little bit. I came in a little too hot. Mm. Extra large. Man, we. All right, y'all. Bro, we done turned into the real studio, haven't we? Hey, you know, we got the panels on the wall now, carpet on the ground now, desks over there now. <laughs> we feeling real good. Y'all got to be feeling good, too, on this Memorial Day weekend celebration. This is a very special episode of the I Got Sense podcast. Yes, and let sir. me bring this in the right way. For Big Mitch, we going to do it one time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the I Got Sense podcast. It's Memorial Day, a great day, vacation day for many. I am your co-host, young entrepreneur and mentee of none other than the man beside me. My name is Andre Kalee, and I got here with me the man, the myth, the legend. You got the chill. Cheyenne Simmons, everybody. What up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Cheyenne Simmons. I got Sense Investment Advisor, a.k.a. DJ Dividends, coming to you funky fresh from the Southern Cali Dog Pound, baby. And we got a great episode today, don't we, Shy? Yes, sir. But before we dive into the episode, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. And then now I'm really hyped up after you uh, dropped in that big bank over there. Come on now. Let's go. Let's go. Memorial Day Man I'm over here bobbing my head <laughs> I know y'all out there turned up right now It's about to be turned up in the studio This for everybody that's at home In their car for whatever reason Listening to the IGC Cause most people on this day They listening to a lot of other stuff Enjoying themselves This big bank is right on point I just got in fresh from Vegas this morning it's crunk to the crunk. It's take crunktivity out there in Vegas. Well, you baby. said you, you told me uh, off off mic that it was looking like Freaknik in the airport Man, at five a.m. I thought it was Freaknik twenty twenty one out there. <laughs> <laughs> it was crunk. It's the COVID edition Freaknik, straight out of the vid, straight out of the vid. Yeah, man. Today is a great day. It's uh, is this officially summer yet? I don't know, but it's looking like it. Man, it's it's nice out there. It's beautiful. Sun gleaming. Half the people got their mask off. It looked like things are going back to normal. It's good to see some normalcy, ain't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. That might have what that that might have been what convinced me to make that command decision to just have some chicken today. Remember, I was telling you, I was like, I don't, I don't know what made me override my wife, but I'm just having some fried chicken today. I ain't mad at it. It's Memorial Day. It's yes, a great sir. day, and what we got for y'all today. Driver, all right, right. Yeah. We got that big bank take little bank talk today. Yes, sir. Let's talk about that today. So I'll dive right into it, Shy. Amazon right. recently what uh stroke a struck a eight point five million dollar deal to buy MGM Grant. Well, hold on. You said eight point five million? No, it's billion. Oh. Let me get myself billion. together. Yeah. <laughs> the B. Driver, all right, right. As in right. Big Bang. Man, you well, know one day we gonna be calling you Big Bank Dre. Nah. 
Come on, somebody. Let's get it. <laughs> Look, I'm going to drop that at the end of the episode for y'all cruising right now, listening to the pod. Because I know that's a, that's a hit. That, that song take me back to my my undergraduate days or my post undergraduate days them like last two years where you still kind of at the parties and stuff mm-hmm. yeah that's the turn Memories. up of 2018 ain't it show is 2018 yes sir 17 maybe maybe 16 through 18 somewhere you play that, that you play that song today it's still gonna go up yeah that's a club song right there yeah that's facts but back to the topic at hand so amazon big bank yes sir yes, big sir. bank amazon mm-hmm they sh- they established the deal, so it's going through, right? The eight point five billion dollar deal. Yeah, they, that's uh, that's in motion right now. They going they fixing to go ahead and make that move and uh, bring uh, MGM Studios into the fold. Sheesh. So how you feel about that, Shy? Sound like monopoly to me. Uh, it ain't monopoly because they they're making that move. That's a strategic move they're making, trying to compete with uh Netflix because you know Netflix kind of got it on lock in the streaming mm-hmm. space right now. And uh, part of what uh, Amazon is doing is trying to beef up their portfolio. Um, you know, they have the Amazon Prime, and, you know, you can go in there and catch some movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but they, they really don't have the uh, um, um, portfolio like Netflix. And by bringing in this MGM um, uh, um, component to um, what they already have in place, is really going to put them up there next to uh, Netflix. And just to give you all a little overview of uh – some popular MGM movies so we can understand the severity of the situation mm-hmm. and how much of a move this is on Amazon's behalf. I'm going to take it back to right. before I was born, more your era, maybe. Gotcha, yeah. Not trying to throw no age No, I'm, I'm proud of being an OG, man. <laughs> Bro, when you get up here, this is a proud thing to live this here long and have everything in order. Big facts. I'm, Big facts. I'm owning this here OG. There it is. Cheyenne Simmons, a.k.a. DJ Dividends, a.k.a. DJ Dividends, baby. (laughs) So, look, popular movies by MGM. We got Shaft, the original. Mm -hmm. We got Rocky, I believe, all the series. Yeah, that's a franchise, big Mm -hmm. franchise. Mm -hmm. And then we got the 007 movies. And I'm not just talking about the old ones. I'm talking about the newest ones, the latest ones. All the James Bond stuff. Mm -hmm. James Bond. And then we bring it into my generation when I was a child. We had uh, what's what's a young boy that was off of uh, can't remember the name of the movie. Frankie Munoz is his name, but it was a movie called Agent Cody Banks. I don't know nothing about. Yeah, that. That, the '90s kids might know a little bit about okay. that. That was a pretty popular movie growing up. Then you got Beauty Shop with Queen Latifah. You got mm-hmm. the Amityville horror movie. You got the latest Rocky movie. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty impressive uh, uh, lineup of uh, movies. Um, well, well, hold on, no, I didn't even name the most popular ones. What's the most popular? Since ones? our podcast tends to have mostly women listening, okay. you got the Creed series with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Gotcha. So I'm sure they're familiar with that movie mm-hmm. or those movies. But yeah, that's you know you got the Hobbit in there too. So yeah, all in all, it sounds like a pretty good opportunity for. Amazon to step their uh, movie streaming game up right. and compete and that, with and, Netflix. And those are just the uh, movies that are already in the library. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what um, Amazon is doing by um, um, buying out um, MGM and bringing them under their umbrella is they're bringing all of MGM's assets with them. So now um, they're going to be able to jump right into 
um, doing something like a, a Amazon original movies, kind of like you mm. see on Netflix and everything. So all of those resources and tools will already be in place. And you know how me and you talk about learning curve all the time? Yeah. They going across that learning curve from a zero to 60 in like two seconds because they're just buying it out. And that's one of the things that I'm going to talk about later on as we get into more detail when we start looking at, you know, um, why do uh, companies buy other companies and, you know, what's the pros and cons and all of those types of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll get into that later on. Yeah. No, that sounds like a big bet. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, you mentioned how Amazon will be releasing more Amazon originals. They already got some pretty good movies on there, too. So I'm very yeah. excited. Well, I'm not I'm not saying that I know definitely that they will be uh, releasing uh, more original movies, but it's only natural to assume that right. with them um, acquiring MGM that they will have those assets in place. And yeah. so um, it makes all the sense in the world that they would use those resources to start doing um um, Amazon original uh, movies just like you see on uh, Netflix and HBO and all the other premium channels out there. It only makes sense that they would be doing that. If I had to bet, I would bet my firstborn child and my right arm that they're going to do it. <laughs> but I don't have any inside information yeah. that they are going to do it, but I'm just Well, they would just say hypothetically speaking, yes. if they do do it, as mm-hmm. a consumer, what I was going to say is I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about that move. Because mm-hmm. I recently started uh, looking at Amazon Prime a lot more than uh, Netflix. Or just or about the same. Yeah, because you know Netflix, they try to drop a good new movie every week, but sometimes they be missing. Man, I've been so busy. I haven't, really, I haven't been really able to watch anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can specifically uh, remember uh, the wife, she, Lashina McCurdy, um, telling me that we are going to have movie night. And we uh, sat down and watched uh, the new Coming to America. Was that Coming to America too? Or? Yeah, with so, Eddie Murphy in them. Yes, mm-hmm. and so um, I remember going through that whole motion and going through the movie night and everything. And then the next day, I saw in my email that that had been charged to my Amazon Prime account. <laughs> so, so, so I so I am watching stuff on Amazon Prime, and I know. Um, probably uh, I know the wife is and probably the yeah. kids are charging stuff to it as well. So there it is there. There it is there. You already feeding. You already giving them some more production coins to produce their next. Yeah. <laughs> next videos. Absolutely. Yes. So let's talk about this. Big bank. Amazon. Amazon is the big, big bank. bank. Amazon talk right here. Yes, sir. So let's dive into it. What does this mean, Sean? What does this mean for Amazon on a, on a, on on a base level? What well, does that mean for them? Well, outside like, of just the producing of movies, what does this mean financially? Well, I mean, just financially, uh, they've just uh, eliminated some competition, and they've actually stepped up their game and probably are like right behind Netflix on their heels now. So as soon as you go through this here acquisition. You uh, just overnight, you leapfrog everyone else and kind of get to the top, uh, you know, the front of the line. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what that means. Now, if you want to go down into detail of what that means, that's going to mean that with them um, acquiring uh, MGM, they instantly have more market share. That's Mm. what I just talked about. Mm Mm-hmm. So now, now that they have, so um, we got to increase market share. Yeah, increase market share. So that means that they've just gobbled up probably. Um, I'd say uh, if Netflix is at sixty, I would say they're at thirty-eight, and it's really only about two percent left for everybody else. 
So, and those are hypothetical, you know, just for the sake of conversation. But by acquiring that other uh, company, they just assume a market share. And that's one of the very first things that I learned in grad school about, um, you know, um, business in general. Um, and, 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 and that lesson that I learned was whenever you are already a big corporation and there's someone else out there that's smaller than you or someone else out there that's smarter or better than you in a particular area, um, you don't waste resources trying to make yourself better and compete with them. What you do is just go buy them out. Mm. And when you just go buy them out, you do two things. You automatically acquire all of their knowledge and expertise instantly, and then you also eliminate that competition. So MBA 101, don't don't compete against them when you got a big bank. You just go out there and buy them, baby. Right, right. <laughs> That's what Jeff Bezos yeah, just I, did. I, 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 Big bang. You had it and you lost all the shot. Can't even be mad at him. <laughs> can't, can't be mad at him. And I've seen that happen quite a bit, especially in the aerospace industry, mm-hmm. even in the healthcare uh, industry as well. Um, a, a classic example I could give you is uh, some uh, electronic medical record software. Smaller company came up with it. Fabulous outperformed everything else out there. And while they were working hard trying to get more market share and compete and get in front of uh, major hospitals to uh, offer this here software to them, you had the big guys over there just getting back uh, getting back together and coming up with a number like, hey, let's just go make them an offer. If we go acquire them and buy them up, that software belongs to us now, and we can implement it here, and they go away. That's fire. I like that. Wouldn't you do that? I mean, it sounds... Heck yeah. When you're one of the little people down low like us, one of the everyday people, it sounds very uh, greedy, um, a, a very corporate Um, However, when you're in the uh, space of uh, being a businessman mind and a business strategy, it makes all the sense in the world. And not only that, I mean, being on the side of the smaller entity... Mm-hmm. You got to know your price. Exactly. You want to buy us out. And, and think about it. You're doing this every day, slaving, maybe not making ends meet, or maybe you are. Yeah, you could potentially be a Fortune 100 top mm-hmm. 10 company. How long is it going to take to get there? Do you have a price? What's your price? Are they paying your price or paying more? Depending on the situation and what you're offering, personally, hey. We might could talk some business. Exactly. I could tell you. Cut uh, that check. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I've had. Uh, I'm on now. All white Big bank, baby. <laughs> I've, I've had uh, at least 12 different meetings mm-hmm. since 2019. Uh, 12 different companies have, have come in and tried to buy Iron Step Construction and Engineering. And one as recent as April of last month. Um, I remember us talking yeah, about that off air. Yeah, we talked about yep. it, and I kind of told you how I got uh, kind of grimy with the old mm-hmm. boy because he— He tried to act like he was— Yeah, he wasted my, my time. I, I told him up front, don't, <laughs> we, we don't need to meet with you un, unless you're talking about at least $90 million. Yeah, he was a small bank trying to wear the mask yeah. of a big bank. <laughs> well, I think he, he they, got some, they got some money behind them. Yeah. It's just gotcha. that they— um, 
they they are uh, what they were offering wasn't necessarily right. something that would be of value to you guys. Right, exactly. Because what they were offering is money that we've already put into the company. Mm-hmm. And like I told him, we have a seat at the table mm-hmm. because we have a unique set of skills and we have the credentials to go behind it. And any other company that want to be at the table, it would take them six to eight years to get the credentials just to be invited to the table. And for that alone, you had to write a check for 90 million for starters. That was the starting point. And he was trying to go by our financial statements and the assets we had. And he was saying, you guys are really valued right at $3.6 million dollars. And my response to him was, well, I thought you weren't worried about uh, acquisition at all, so why in the hell are you talking about our valuation in the first place? And that's kind of like when I got grimy with him. But You got the chill. I saw where he was coming from. He was coming in trying to buy Iron Step out because what his company does is they do uh, uh, tree trimming. So when the trees and brush get too close to the uh, telephone lines and stuff and they have to be cut down and everything – that's the business they're in. He also wants to be in the business of being the people that get on the telephone poles and work with the lines. And in order for you to be in that business, it's a tough grind getting all your credentials together and getting that seat at the table. Me and my business partner, we spent the last eight years doing that, and now we're at the table and no one else can hold that seat unless they have those kind of credentials. So that gives us a special niche, and that doesn't show up on financial statements. Got you. But it makes all the sense in the world for them who can come in and write their check to just buy us out. And by buying us out, they instantly stick us over in the corner and give us a big paycheck probably mm-hmm. for three years. And then they assume that seat that we're sitting in and now we work for them. Yeah. So that's how these acquisitions work. I'm not mad at them at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just mad because you wasted my time because I told you no five different times in eight different languages and you still kind of led the conversation. trying to finesse a yes. Right, exactly. And that, and that that was a waste of my time and it was on a Friday when I was supposed to be going to dinner with the wife and uh, some other oh, business yeah. associates. So I blew the wife off mm-hmm. taking this here deal, trying to, you know, taking this meeting with him and kind of irritated me that, that that's what it came down to. So, but it's the same instance as you see right here with Amazon buying out MGM for whatever reason, they made the agreement and the deal got done and, and, you know, everything else is behind us. Well, what are some pros to this sort of purchase from a stock standpoint? Well, so whenever you hear an acquisition by one company taking over the second company, so the first company that's actually trying to take over the second company, let's call them the acquiring company. And let's say the company that's being taken over is the target company. So um, some of the pros of the acquiring company taking over that target company is by taking over, you automatically get all of their customers and all of their market share. You get all of their assets, their portfolio, um, everything that that company is uh, made of and, and that makes that company profitable and an ongoing concern, you acquire that instantly overnight. The minute you, the minute you write the check and they shake your hand and sign the contract, you've just gained all of that. And once you gain that extra market share, that means now you have more financial leverage. 
and the bigger you are and the more financial control you have, then the more leverage you have in everything you do. Uh, let, let me give you a quick example here. So like, uh, let's say, for instance, I have a hamburger chain and you have a hamburger chain. My hamburger chain is making $20 million a year. Your hamburger chain is making $1 million a year. You're struggling. I'm doing okay. I want to do better. So I take a look at you and say, huh, if I go buy out Andre's burger joint, and offer him three million. It's only worth. It's only make, making one million. So if I offer him three million, now I get to bring his whole operation up under mine. That automatically expands my business. And now, Andre has been buying all of his hamburger patties wholesale for maybe eighty cents. But now that I'm coming and buying him out, your same suppliers, I can go back to them now and say. We're going to increase the number of burger patties we buy from you from maybe 10000 a month to now 500000 a month. And this $0.80 cents per patty is not going to work for us. We're thinking more so we should be right around $0.18 cents per patty. And if you don't like that, we'll just take our business somewhere else. You see how that works? Man, you got a serious look on your face. Well, I'm going to just go on record first by saying I completely understand what you're saying. I'm going to let that sink in for the audience. All right. Then I'm going to follow that statement up by saying, and this is besides the point you was making, Mm -hmm. the negotiations wouldn't be that easy. Right. Okay. We got you. We, we're but making, no, I feel you for, yeah, you for lack of back, going you back. You push on, back. We yeah. could, you could push back and maybe we could come back with a counter offer of maybe $5 million. And this seven. is, this, this is seven, yeah, but, this, but, but I'm glad that you're doing this here because you're <laughs> mm-hmm. going to make my other point for me now. Okay. So Talk to me. because you are pushing back and you are negotiating with me, I may have to pay more than what, your valuation really is or more than I was really wanting to pay. And because we have this here back and forth banter uh, over the negotiation, and then I end up off uh, actually buying you out at 7 million when I initially intended to buy you out for 3 million, what I've basically done is I've overpaid for your company, right? And when I overpay for your company, that's going to make the value of your company go up. So that's one of the benefits of a target company getting bought out is the negotiations. And typically, the acquiring company that buys out a target company ends up paying more than that company is really worth. And that alone makes the price of that target company go up. Mm-hmm. So the shareholders of that, you know, your burger joint um, at $1 million, the share price is going to go up because we're going back and forth and I value you at $3 million, but because you said, no, I want five, and then I came back, and then you said, well, I want seven now, and eventually I got to the point and said, okay, I agree to pay you seven. I overpaid for your company almost 600%, and therefore your price went up. Increased valuation. Yeah, increased valuation. So you got to increase valuation for all of your shareholders, and then eventually when we merge together, all of your shareholders' stock is going to convert over to my stock, and that's probably going to give you another little bump on top of that. So that's mm. a huge 
benefit of one of these acquisitions for the target company. But on the acquiring company side, in addition to all the leverage for negotiating and buying in bulk, now I have the financial clout and I'm so big now I can bully other folks. Mm -hmm. And let me give you an example of uh, what I learned um, in dealing with, uh, uh, I don't want to say the name, you know, home improvements, think Mm -hmm. of home improvements, (laughs) the initials HD. Yeah. So one of the things that I learned about those folks um, through the years is, and the same thing for the largest uh, retail chain, um, think about the blue company that starts with the W. Mm -hmm. They do the same exact thing. They go out and they find small vendors like you and I. So let's say you and I had a T-shirt company, Mm -hmm. and we had a T-shirt company, and we had a great saying on the front. Maybe our T-shirt said, I got sense. Let's say we made T-shirts sounds, sounds like with I got amazing sense. Amazing eye. And, crank- <laughs> and we're cranking out 100,000 T-shirts mm-hmm. um, every month. And we get our T-shirts in all the little local stores. And off of every T-shirt that we sell, we're probably profiting maybe $4 per T-shirt. So we're doing uh, 100,000 a month. We're profiting $4 per, so we're making $4 million a month, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what someone like that other retail company, they will come along and say, look here, Sean and Andre, you all are dealing with the small crumbs over here. Instead of you all worried about that 100000 and getting it to these other little small vendors, we want to place an order with you, and we want you to deliver us 2 million shirts per month. Now, when I tell you that, does your eyes light up and think that we're going to make a lot of money? We're going from 100000 to what number did I say? $2 million? Okay, so. And so in our minds, we're thinking, okay, so $2 million, $4 profit for a shirt, we're going to make $80 million a month, right? Sounds good. But guess what the acquiring company that's uh, negotiating these services with us is thinking? They're thinking, like, first of all, by convincing us to get rid of our real, proven, and successful and locked-in business where we're doing 100000 every month and we're making $4 profit per shirt, they convince us to abandon them. Tell all them folks that we've been dealing with and making our money and surviving off of for the last few years or so, tell them to kick rocks. Tell them to drop dead. We ain't doing business no more with you because we got to use all our resources and assets to fill our order over here for $2 million. And then so we blow everybody off and throw all of that away, all that hard work, all that goodwill. We come over here to the big vendor. The big vendor send us over the contract, and the contract says blah, 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 blah. All the numbers add out to where, yeah, we're going to still be making $4 per T-shirt. And so we go ahead and we exhaust all our resources we go into a whole bunch of debt we expand we hire new people we go a full-fledged to make sure we can deliver these here two million shirts and we get those two million shirts cranked out and send them over then we send the invoice then when they get ready to pay us they send us back a payment and instead of it being 80 million they send us back a payment and it's uh maybe two million that's less than what we was making off the 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 100,000 t-shirts right and so then we pick up the phone and we call them and say hey you must have made a mistake here 
you only paid us two million. You should have been paying us eighty million. You you seven eight million short, and they just basically say, well, now nah, we changed our mind, and we decided to only pay you this amount per shirt, and that amount that we're paying you per shirt times the two million you sent me is your two million dollars that you're gonna get. That's all you're gonna get, and then we get mad and say that's absurd. We're going to get our lawyers. We'll sue. And they's like, do what you want to do. Because we have a staff of 380 lawyers. You don't have nothing over there. And you in $5 million debt now. What you about to do is you fixing to crank us out these 2 million shirts for next month. And you going to um, take this $2 million that we paying you in profit every you day. You got the show. That happens all day, every day in corporate America. That's that big bank take little bank right there. That's pimping. Yeah, that's the pimp game. So that's how it goes. So that is one of the biggest advantages of these uh, acquisitions by these here um, big corporations. When you come in and you buy out the little guy, you eliminate the competition. And then if that little guy still wants to do business with you, you bring them into your fold. And then you start looking around and say, oh, we got duplicate effort here. We don't need you no more. We're getting rid of this department. We moving this here whole division back over here to Little Rock, Arkansas, because we don't want to pay the folks out in Southern California the paying rates out there. It's cheaper for you to be over here. All those types of things. So that's the biggest advantage of these here acquisitions is that you eliminate competition, you get bigger, you get more market share, you more have more financial leverage, and now you can just bully and pimp everybody around you. And isn't that the same thing we've heard people saying about Jeff Bezos? Mm-hmm. He's a bully. When is enough is enough. Hey, that's how this here capitalism game go. Whoever comes up with the best idea, he's the king. Everybody else work for the king. Big bank take little bank. Come on, somebody. That sounds... That sounds uh, very cruel um, if you just an average person and you uh, work and you barely get by and, you know, you middle America. Mm-hmm. But from an investor standpoint, from a stock owner standpoint, if you heard that same exact story but you owned all the shares from that acquiring company, would you care a whole lot? Because <laughs> no, because your stock about to go up, your dividend checks about to go up, so it's kind of like it's tough. <laughs> and so that's why we see this here huge paradigm shift now, um, not only across America but in the in the culture with the young folks. Everybody now understands that getting in the stock market and investing—that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. You just got to get the right kind of education to know which stock to mm-hmm. buy. That's the game. Yep. And it's the pimp game. Either you're going to be the pimp or you're going to get pimped. Or it's more so, t- even better to put it this way, either you're going to play the game and learn how to play the game the right way or you're just going to sit on the sideline. And sitting on the sidelines, you ain't doing nothing but spending money and getting nothing for it but short-term gratification. Right. You got to be in the game. That's facts. You know, it's funny uh, – you were you were given that example of is it fair for a big company to come in and bully the other companies I often draw a lot of my financial analogies from sports mm-hmm. being someone that played basketball growing up or play sports mm-hmm. 
Think about it from that standpoint. You got a team that got LeBron, Anthony Davis. Exactly. Some heavy hitters. Then you got another team who ain't really got too many heavy hitters. Exactly. Is it fair for them to compete together on a high level? Hey, that's how it goes. But at the end of the day, let's take a look at the big markets out there. Let's take a look at L.A. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at New York. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at Chicago. Those are three biggest markets out there, right? <laughs> when you take a look at those three big markets, which one has the best weather? L.A. Which one has the best opportunity to get endorsements though and make more money than you make on the court? Wouldn't that be New York? L.A. Well, L.A. L.A. and New York. Now, New York, when it well, comes L.A. has to, Hollywood. That's why I yeah, was drawing that. But, but like, so from a marketing standpoint, when Probably you look New York. at New York as yeah. far as marketing, because yeah. that's where Wall Street is. Mm-hmm. That's the financial mecca of yeah. the whole world. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, L.A.'s draw is Hollywood, the weather, the beautiful people partying year round. Yeah. The weather is going to stay between 72 and 84. Always. Mm-hmm. And maybe you got to worry about an earthquake maybe twice a year. New or York, the big one. Yeah. Well, New York, bad weather. Yeah. Um, you know, a rough crowd, mm-hmm. packed in tight like sardines. Mm-hmm. However, from a professional athlete standpoint, I'm already making $20 million on the court. But if I'm in the New York market, I'm going to get another $60 million just in endorsements. endorsements yep. And so that's how those – Professional franchises are able to bully everybody else because mm-hmm. I don't care what you say about come to Milwaukee and come to Cleveland and come to all these here other, uh, you know, Utah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to come to Utah, but what I'm going to do when <laughs> I ain't playing in the game? Go snow it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, go snow it, go snowboarding? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so And so you can see how huh? you, you see how these teams are uh, power building and, yeah. and now they're going from the big three to the big four because everybody wants to either be in L.A. or either New York. Mm-hmm. And then if they can't be in L.A. or New York, the alternative options Maybe are going to be Miami, yeah. a With Chicago, a nice. yeah. yeah. uh, Houston. And then after that, maybe in Atlanta. But all the other teams – who who wants to move to Charlotte? Do you? Who wants to be in D.C.? Not I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, do you want to be up in Seattle? They couldn't even hold on to the Sonics. Well, they don't even have a team. No right, more, exactly. Yeah. Who wants to be in Oklahoma City? <laughs> yeah, who want to be in OKC? No <laughs> yeah, shade but, to OKC. But it, it's the Ooh, same. The, the weather out there is it, it, it's it's a, different. Yeah, it's an analogy, y'all but it's the different. same concept yeah. to where all the marbles – are over here, all the tools and resources over here, and now that I have them, it ain't fair, but that's just how it is. That's a cold game. All right, right. <laughs> we running it up today. Hey. So hey. Happy Memorial Day out there, y'all. Y'all getting yes, this sir. game, getting these in, talking about the big bank taking a little bank. We going up today in the studio. This for y'all. I hope y'all learning something good today because I'm over here learning for real. Man, Amazon done already took over the uh, on, uh, online, what's that, e-commerce? Oh, yeah, they didn't they set, got the, it. set the new standard. <laughs> they got it on the I don't even know how people like Nordstrom's is still in in intact yeah. you know jeff bezos got a uh, don't let him start selling luxury goods on there if they don't already yeah. i don't know andre he got a divorce and gave his wife 38 billion dollars he said that was a pocket change 
Made her the world's richest woman. Yeah. Or at least the top 10. Yeah, she out there balling That's out crazy. of control and it didn't phase in one bit. Well, this might be a little gossip. But I heard the Gates estate might be splitting too. I don't know what for. But yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, she, you know, they at the end of the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said she didn't tolerate it enough, but he has a whole second life going on. Yeah, it does I mean, and I hope our my uh, our audience of eighty uh, percent women out there don't get mad at me, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say, if I got eighty billion dollars, I deserve to have an extra woman or two. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> he said it, not me. That's all I'm gonna say. All of that monogamy and till death do us part. Well, that's why you old. just make the conscious decision if you're going yeah. into that. Like, hey. But, but, Communication is always key, yeah. Sean. No different than any I business. I don't want to. I don't want to get off point here. Um, but yeah, this is a financial literacy yeah, podcast, not a relationship podcast. But the, 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 the thing is, from a woman's standpoint, so let me gain a little bit of the audience back. Mm-hmm. From the woman's standpoint, is I was there when you had nothing, when you was in the garage, and maybe I didn't put anything directly into your. Um, strategy or your plan or idea to grow it the way it was but I was your mate and I created an environment and a setting so that you were at peace enough to be able to go out and execute your plan I wasn't in your ear nagging mm-hmm. I wasn't dragging you down or holding you back or, was and be- she? or because I did you know because yeah. I did my part and gave you that stability and foundation that's why I deserve to sh- share in what you've built. And I, and I understand and I get that. And his response is simply yeah. with his other life. Yeah. Hey. Well, I've always told you, when it, when it comes down to it, it's three things that you got to give up. Time, access, or money. And once you become rich, money is the cheapest thing to give up. Because you don't want to give up that time or that access mm-hmm. anymore. I want to pay you. And it's just like in the streets, they'll tell you, when you out there tricking and you paying a woman, you're not paying her for what she did. You're really paying her to go away. Mm. That's how it goes. And so it, it's in, in corporate America, it's the same thing. When they come buy you out, they's like, we want all of your marbles because we like this and we like that. And if I add your little few to what I already got, it's going to make me even bigger. And when I come do all of that, I'm giving you this here money for you to go away and just don't say nothing about it. Go on about your business. Go on about your business, player. Hey, that's that big bank take little bank. We going up today. Is that DJ Andre over there? Shonda, learn how to work the board, y'all. Am I on the wheels of steel over here? DJ Dividends coming hot. Yeah, this here, this here, oh man, this here corporate corporate takeover thing. It's a cold game, but you know you have to feel ambivalent about it because if you're willing to get in the game and you're willing to learn and then start taking the calculated and strategic risk and investing and getting in the right company, then you're gonna do all right because even the folks with this here Amazon and MGM buyout, mm-hmm. just the news alone it made the MGM value go up. So those stockholders are already winning. Yeah. Um, because Amazon is buying them up, now the uh, speculation is they're going to be able to compete head-to-head 
with Netflix or be more competitive with Netflix and probably doing their own original material using all of the MGM grand resources stuff that's already out there. Mm-hmm. Now they're up there neck and neck with Amazon. That speculation alone is going to drive their stock up. Once everything is finalized and approved by the SEC and the merger actually takes place, now the MGM folks, their valuation is going to go up even more because it's getting folded over and converted into the Amazon. And I think you was telling me Amazon stock is up there over what thirty six hundred? Look, I'm about we, to go ahead to my Robinhood right now and type in Amazon <laughs> just so we could be factually correct. Yeah, so Amazon, ladies and gentlemen, ticker symbol A M Z N. As of today, it's three thousand two hundred and twenty three dollars and seven cents during exactly. a closed market. So, so let's say your share over at, your share over at uh, MGM is maybe forty two dollars. And now they're going to convert all of your stock over to Amazon stock. You think that's going to get a bump up or a bump down? Bump that's down? No. Nah. Bump up? Man, if bump you, up? Bump yeah, you, bump convert, up. you convert your MGM yeah, yeah. over to Amazon. Yeah, bumping up. That's going to go up even. So it's done already got one bump just because people heard about the merger. Yeah. And when they heard about it, guess what everybody started doing? Throwing their money in they it. They started throwing their money into the MGM because they know that once MGM convert to Amazon, it's going to get even more value on top of it. So they want to acquire as much as they can before the merger goes through. And then the speculation that Amazon is about to be on the same level as Netflix and be able to provide everything that Netflix always provides. Then now Amazon's value is going to go up from wherever you said it is today. Mm-hmm. And what they need to do, and this is just from a consumer standpoint, I really like how during the pandemic, HBO partnered with, I believe, Paramount Pictures and was releasing yeah. mm-hmm. studio films on the streaming right. service. Yeah. Amazon does that. It's going to change the game. Yeah, and so when all of that happens with Amazon um, and all of that activity in the stock market with people rushing in buying all the shares, that's going to add value. But then get this here, the extra icing on top of that is, is once Amazon starts providing all of these additional services and new content, and now they have bigger market share also. What if Amazon comes in and says, hey, Netflix is charging $14 a month. We're going to charge you 12 a month and mm. undercut them by two. Mm. How many people going to jump ship from Netflix and come over to Amazon? If the quality of the content is there. Now you now you don't just <laughs> leverage that. So you yeah. see how this thing just kind of um, um, parlays exponentially mm-hmm. when you start doing these mergers, and then you start expanding what you already um, offer to even uh, more premium um, stuff. And then because you have such a big market share, and you have the leverage now. You got so much money, you can afford to take a two dollar haircut long enough to hit Netflix in the pockets, yeah, and then steal a few of those folks. So then that's going to force Netflix to make their next move. Well, one thing I will say as a consumer of both platforms, the one small minor detail that Amazon needs to fix is their interface. Netflix has the perfect interface for navigating through the new movies. The old mm-hmm. movies, the previously watched movies. Amazon, y'all got to get together. Well, guess what Amazon should do? They should just go out and acquire a company that has that technology. There it is. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much identical, but it's very not. It's yeah. so much not the same. They need, it's too they, confusing. They need the right folks 
to come in and take a look at their platform and everything that's behind the scenes and fix it to make it more seamless. And look, if Amazon go ahead and do that, y'all heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Y'all hear most of y'all financial uh, knowledge and uh, get your financial education from here. Them other folks out there listening to us too, copying us. They'll be talking about this in seven days. Woo! <laughs> hey, I, ain't coming to, in hot. I ain't trying to bring no smoke. I don't, I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. I'm just saying. DJ Dividends. <laughs> when we come on and we do our content and our subjects of our episodes, our stuff is authentic because it's based on the research and what's happening in the financial world that's not being broadcast on regular TV for everyone else to say. Mm. You know, so uh, we we don't just come on here and regurgitate what was said on um, all over the television and uh, social media last week or other platforms. Yeah, or the other platforms. So they they're basically just going out there and regurgitating what they already heard somebody else said. You know, that's like reading yesterday's newspaper. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We go out there because I'm behind the scenes doing my financial analysis and I'm looking in all these other financial periodicals and I'm in all these here other. Um, financial symposiums and other groups. I'm about to load up the two and associations, and so I'm getting this stuff firsthand from other experts and even directly from the CEOs and executives of all these companies. So when I come out and talk about it, it's fresh before the news media has it. Shine coming in here talking now, well, about tell, some, tell me where I'm lying at though. He came here talking about some first off and <laughs> hey, you blame. I'm just saying there's some other platforms out there that they nah, hear, I hear our topics. I hear. I hear, I and hear. they like it. We on the same, we on the same way. Hey, but you know what? Come on now. Well, what I want to know from you is, what's up? When they, what's up? When they come to us and offer us eight million, are you taking the eight million? You already know we didn't talked about off air. <laughs> Like I said in our negotiation, Sean, it ain't gonna be that easy. When you know what you got, and you know the, come on now. I know. What did I now. did I tell you my number was twenty eight? Did I tell you? Do you know who my mentor is? <laughs> come on now. But, yeah, your number is way higher than mine. It is. But I understand that my number is lower because I'm an OG. Yeah. And uh, I don't have that fight in me like a, a young buck like you. So I take twenty eight million any day and go ahead and. Chill, but yeah, you said twenty eight million. That sounds like a cool piece of pie. Yeah, but me. You, you told me your number was way. Well, that, that was that was with other assets and other business yeah. ventures where separate you from do, the podcast. Well, you do know if they come in and offer us anything for this here, whatever we accept, you're gonna have to also sign a non compete. Right, meaning we can't go and start something else. Right, but what we, I'm speaking of when I say yeah. other, you know, I'm yeah. still doing. My video production agency yeah, and stuff. So gotcha. I, I have high aspirations for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you know, we all got a price. Oh, we do. We, we talked about we, it. Though. Yeah, we all got I a gonna, price. I ain't going to get him no ammunition right now. Shoot. And that that's why uh, over at Iron Step, um, I don't even entertain the folks. And like I said, we've had 12 people try to buy us out already. Mm-hmm. But my business partner over there, Desmond Lindsay, he already said, unless they, uh, unless they write a check, for ninety million and slide it across the table and we touch it, we not even having a meeting about it no more. Because we've put in too much sweat equity and the one thing that we have is the one thing that nobody else has and they can't get it and that's a seat at the table. And when you mm-hmm. have a seat at the table, um there's no price that you can put on that. And this just goes back to this here whole uh conversation we had about uh 
Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many episodes ago um, that was, but, you know, half of the culture was mad at him. Half of us was supporting him. And what people don't realize is that they sitting there calling him a sellout because he cut a deal with the NFL, but he has a seat at the table. It ain't nobody else with black skin on the planet that has a seat at the table with the NFL for him to be able to give his two cents about what he thinks should be done to help and benefit and forward the culture. So that man is out there making big moves and can't nobody else behind him carry his jock strap. You can be mad all you want to. That man hey. got a seat at the table. Well, we over at the I Got Sense podcast feel this way about it. Yes, sir. We're going to get that man his flowers. Get that man his flowers because he done grind, and I don't care what happened on his way to the top. Um, whoever was aligned with him and whoever was willing to grow and adapt, he brought them along with him, and the ones that weren't, he left them at the bus station. Just that simple. It is what it is. It Even is when it ain't. what it is. Big bank, take little bank, baby. Come on, DJ Dividends. You cutting <laughs> me, up today. Let me look I need up. a clapback sound effect. You over here. I need some gunshots or something. Let me check my Apple Watch. Did my, my heart rate go up a little bit during this podcast? Did we do a Let's good, get a little intense. Did we do a good job of talking about, um, you know, these here um, acquisitions with, you know, companies coming together because, one, the acquiring company um, is buying out the um, um, other company, which is the target company, mm-hmm. did we kind of clarify and, and help people understand? Yeah, we could. Why, we could, why we that could makes do a sense. brief recap right now based okay. on some of the bullet points that you touched on. I was taking some okay, notes. Okay, gotcha. You know, why don't you do, do that? my due diligence? Since I, I, you know, uh, my my wife just told me uh, yesterday that I talked too much. <laughs> again, she reminded me again. <laughs> so look, as a quick recap, folks, we got here for the big bank. Come on now, come on now. Take Lil Bank episode. Amazon being the big bank. MGM being the little bank. What you want? Is that the move you was... I'm trying to do that young... See, that's why we need videos so they can see it. I'm just, hey, you know, just rocking with it. Okay. It ain't a thrust, though. It's just like a, a, you know, like a... Okay, I got to work on that. Like a little vibe. You know, you just swaying like... Okay, I'm going to work on that. It's maybe just a West Coast thing. I don't know. I ain't from the West. (laughs) But uh, back to what I was saying, folks. So, uh, you know, I got the holiday. I got the Memorial Day spirit on me right now. Yeah, you, you gassed <laughs> up. I'm, I'm gassed up. <laughs> One more time. All right, we good. So, yeah, uh, recap. We was talking about acquisitions. Acquisition of MGM by Amazon. Bullet point number one, they eliminated the competition. Mm-hmm. Bullet point number two. They expanded their options, their portfolio strategy. Immediately upon acquiring MGM, they acquired all their assets, their investments. All their movies going all the way back to 1924 and their studio space, all the equipment and everything they have is already in place. They can go in tomorrow morning and start doing original content for Amazon Prime now. All that, everything. They potentially increased their valuation. Yes, absolutely. When you acquire a company who's valued at X and mm-hmm. it's a rather decent valuation, your company's going to be going from Y to Y plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four, and so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah, we just gave the audience an education on why their valuation is going to go up. Mm-hmm. That's going to cause some of the audience out there to go out there and either invest in the MGM or start looking at, I need to get on this Amazon because it's going to go up too. New market growth opportunities. Yes, 
grow the customer base through those new market growth opportunities. You just mentioned it without saying it explicitly, but skipping the learning curve mm-hmm. because now you're acquiring the resources that this company, this said company that's great at what they do has. Yeah. So, and everything is already in place for them to start doing the original content. So like you just said, like walk Netflix, into that studio yeah. tomorrow, turn the lights on. This is Amazon studios now. Yeah, Netflix got Netflix original Bop. series. Now it's fixing to be Amazon original Bop. series. <laughs> Come on. Let's get it. Did I, did I do a good job? Yes, sir. Am I something? No, you got Am it. I, did I get it? Right? Hey. Yes, sir. This is a great podcast episode, Shy. Great podcast episode. I'm feeling... I'm feeling energetic after this one. I'm feeling informed. Yeah, it's good to be back in the studio this week, man. It is. I had a... Uh, Extra lush. I had a good last two weeks. Uh, got out a whole lot more. Um, went over to Catalina Island. Went out to Vegas to handle some business. Some business. You said it was looking like freak Nick. Oh man, it was crunk out there. But I had a <laughs> crunk, great to the crunkest crunk had a great time out say. there. And I got some more leads to some other uh, investment opportunities on top of what we already have going on. And then over at um, Iron Step, man. We got a start date of July 5th that we're supposed to be um, impl- uh, executing a new project. And then the folks of PG&E up there in Northern California, we getting ready to drop some stuff over there. So hopefully by August, September, they come back and tell us uh, we need to figure out how to get 400 Gs so that uh, we can start working on a contract up there in Northern California too. That's gonna bring us in, you know, almost three commas, so. Sound like some wins to me. All Man, I'm hearing is a W. Winning. A W. I'm another out. W. You about to sweep the playoffs. I'm out here winning, man. And one day I'm trying to be that big bank. Hey, that's what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. You and you and me both. Yes, sir. Well, you ladies, already asked me what island we moving to. I did. I did. <laughs> you know, hey, a good a good visionary has to have a good foresight. Yes, so I'm sir. just planning for the future. Yes, sir. They think we're we playing out here. Yeah, we, we out serious. Here, we out here making moves, baby, and it's summertime and things about to get back to normal. Folks are out and about. Life is good. Hold on, this is my song right here. This is my part. Got my foot in the door and we still here. Hey. I'm a first generation hey. 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 Okay. Uh should I just take the folks out to the rest of this song? I don't know. You know all our legalities of whether or not we're going to get in trouble about this here. Well, look, if we don't have an episode tomorrow, it's because yeah. the song, the song yeah, prevented it. Yeah, they have, they have three words for that. Cease and desist. <laughs> That's, uh, in fact, Big Bang Take. <laughs> Big Bang Take Your Little Podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for tuning in to the IGC. We hope we demystified the recent actions going on with Amazon acquiring MGM for you. Mm-hmm. It's the place where you can come get your financial education, baby. Yes, sir. On that note, like I said, I'm going to just let y'all ride out to this song while I do the shout outs. Or not the shout outs, but the the wrap ups. You know how yeah, it goes. Wrap go. it up. Come on. Hey, big bank, take little bank. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can support our podcast by making a small monthly donation. The link is in the bio of our Instagram. Look at that. I ain't put my phone that on silent. That ain't my phone, folks. I ain't put my phone on silent. Mama trying to FaceTime me right now. I'm going to have to holler at her when I get off. 
But since we're on the topic of mothers, feel free to share this with your mother. Father, auntie, uncle, brother, sister, nephew, cousin, grandma, grandpa, everybody in between, the neighbors, all of them. Tell them about the IGC, the I Got Sense podcast. We over here demystifying what, Shine? We're demystifying complex financial education and breaking it down to you in plain country boy English. There it is. You said something last podcast that was funny about Man, I can't remember what I did 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and now you asked me about what I did last week. Man, tell them, folks, I ain't reading from no script here. I'm just talking. <laughs> Straight off the top. DJ Dividend. Off the rip. I love it. Well, folks, enjoy your Memorial Day. We'll be back next week with another great episode. And those of y'all listening to this in your car, go ahead and turn them speakers up. Yes, sir. Big bank take low bank. Big bank take low bank. She said, What you gonna do if I leave? I said, I'ma do me. B I G, that's everything zoomed in. Big bag on me looking like I'm moving in. Got my foot in the door and we still. Till next time, folks. Peace. Peace.